I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, regular listeners. You may have spotted that we've changed our name. It's now Honey & Co. The Food Sessions. So if you hear this sound, it's just us making dinner. Well, that and the fact that we're not allowed to use our title anymore. It's just been a bit of a thing, but don't worry about it. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, thank you for downloading this episode of The Honey and Co. Once a month, we invite someone we admire for a chat in front of a small audience in our deli, Honey and Spice. Every speaker gives us the opportunity to cook food inspired by their cuisine for the audience to try. We sit back with a glass of wine and hear all about the life made in food. This week, we're joined by the terrific Laura Jackson and Alice Levin. The TV and radio presenters met at a jumble sale a few years ago and hit it off immediately. They started running a supper club together, and their events quickly became London's hottest dinner party. Now the girls have written a rule book to end all rule books on entertaining in your own home. I had the great pleasure of cooking from their book, Round Two Hours. It is an excellent book. I enjoyed cooking from it very much. The recipes are clear. The results are delicious. Keep listening if you want to know the ultimate tips for having people around to yours, how to keep an eclectic mix of guests dining long into the night, and what happens when you put the dirty dancing soundtrack on at a dinner party. I became aware of this book because I was following Alice on Instagram. I'm listening to the... Are there any Belinkas here? No? Oh, yeah. Uh, you don't have to put your hands up now. <laughs> and... It's, it's the, the podcast that Alice takes part in. And I saw the cover for the, the cookbook and I was sort of having to double take and I uh, had a giggle because it's so cool. I'm just going to... Do you see it? I'm just going to describe it for the podcast. It's these two girls uh, standing behind a um, floral wallpaper in buttoned-up floral dresses in front of a beautifully laid table. And it's kind of a little bit nostalgic, a little bit cheeky, a little bit ironic, and a little bit kind of... Laura just Ashley. A little bit Laura <laughs> Ashley, yeah. It's just so cozy. And then yeah, I really wanted these guys to come here, and they, they agreed, actually. I costed Alice on the street and, and asked her to come to True Story. You scream my name. Yeah. <laughs> it was like that. It was like that. It's a beautiful book, and, and what's nice about it is that it's, it's just fun. It's just uh, very easy. It doesn't take itself too seriously. But it's, it's, the food is gorgeous. I cooked everything you're going to eat today. And it's all, you know, the recipes are so easy to follow, so simple. And the result, I think, 
was delicious. Uh, if you don't think it's delicious, it's the recipe's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Not the chef's fault, but I thought they were really, really good. And if you don't think it's delicious, that was one of Laura's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of passing the blame yeah, yeah, there. Please, yeah, yes. nobody takes responsibility. Yeah. But you won't, because it's all really good. The girls, you are both from media. That's your background. Yeah, yeah, we kind of do similar jobs. We both are broadcasters, we both work in TV and radio, so that's... That's sort of how we met, but it's not. We should have met before we met, really. Yeah. A friend introduced us, and not on purpose. She was it love at first sight. It was love at first sight. Well, it was for me. I don't know about Laura. Um, this could be a really awkward revelation yeah. now. Yeah. Laura, Laura's like, it's not even love now. Yeah. Um, it, was, it grows. It grows. Yes. Yeah. Just give it time. Um, we met at a jumble sale, which is very East London of us. Yeah. 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 For uh, charity. Yeah. We don't yeah. like. It's, it's always for charity. Yeah. For charity. Yeah. Um, a very different proposition from working in media and broadcasting to actually, you know, cooking mm. for money. Yeah. How, how, how did we this happen? We haven't sorted the money bit out yet. Yeah. <laughs> we, haven't quite, we haven't quite got that I didn't say out. a lot of money, but for some money. We are making a million. Yeah, I'm so sure you do. You. I'm sure now yeah. you do. Now you've hit the oh, big time. I wish. Um, I guess. Well, I guess we wanted to do something that we both were passionate about, and actually outside of TV and radio, like we both love food. So we'd talk about food, and we'd email exchange like new openings or places that had lunch menus that were cheap because we didn't have m- much money, but we had loads of time. And we went from kind of going out and dating. And then cooking for each other at home to going, hey, we should start a project that's food related because it's so fun and it's something that we bonded over. And it was something so completely different to TV and radio. I think it was a time where they were both quite separate people. Like Deliciously Ella had just started and that was kind of an overlap of younger people doing television, media and food. But no one was kind of doing what... What, what we wanted to do in food so we thought hey we'll just give it a go we'll just do it as a hobby see and where it, was, it takes us and it was completely separate it was kind yeah. of always supposed to be completely separate from work because we didn't think the two could marry if that makes sense because it was like oh this is our job and this is what we do after work's finished yeah so the journey of it's been kind of fun realising that I guess well it is now our job because it's our business as well as being broadcasters and things but yeah, it's kind of been like a fun, interesting journey that's kind of happened by accident, but for all the right reasons. And, and you started doing supper clubs? Yeah, we yeah. started doing supper in, clubs. In so, your home? So in Laura's house, we started them. And the idea initially was just to give ourselves a bit of a challenge, because like Laura said, we weren't from a food background, but we loved food. And we also wanted to write about food and talk about food. And you kind of have to have some sort of authority to do that and because we hadn't got any restaurant training or you know we hadn't worked in kitchens but we really loved to cook we were like well is there a way to do this and be home cooks is there a way to um i guess show that we're 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 more than just girls that like to go out for lunch which we do um but is there a way to kind of put some weight behind this and show that we actually can put our money where our mouth is money's where our mouths are whatever the plural is so yeah, the first one we held at Laura's flat for 20 people, or 16 people, wasn't it? Because yeah. we didn't have enough chairs, so 16 people. Um, and it was an experiment, really. It was like, we, we didn't know what a supper club was, we didn't know what the rules were. So, I mean, e- even now, we kind of just make the rules up for what's you, up. You wrote the rules now. Do you think we wrote the rules? I think you wrote the rules. <laughs> yeah, this is the, the supper club rule book, no? Oh, okay, yeah. A little yeah. bit, yeah, a little is. bit. Yeah the, yeah, the Bible, the supper club Bible. Yeah, just you know, a humble little Bible for the supper club. <laughs> 
Um, was it very hard? Like I know from experience, like always when you cook for people, you know, especially that you don't know and that, you know, people are paying for dinner, it's fun and, you know, very gratifying, but it can be horribly it can go oh, horribly wrong. Yeah, really yeah. stressful. Yeah, it can oh, be, yeah. and it can can be really oh, a painful experience. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, this time, like, yeah, this time when we've had Domino's on speed dial, when we've gone, mm-hmm. okay, if it doesn't work, like everyone likes pizza, <laughs> so we we'll get give them a glass of wine and a slice of pizza. Did but you we, really? Well, we, well, no, but you know, Almost. when you think if it, if it does go wrong, if we if we burn everything, or if I don't know, if something awful happens, but, but that's only half a joke because our evenings are about the food, of course, but it's not, you know you guys are doing something so different here like you are professional amazing restaurant people continue <laughs> um, don't stop lo- who we love dearly um, but we don't have all of that background and we are home cooks so we had to kind of offer something else as well so our evenings are about having a great night so if say all the food did go wrong that would be disastrous but we kind of have to just make sure people still have a great night so like Laura says you'd you would order pizza and make sure everyone got really drunk and give them loads of red wine because that's what you do if you had friends over for dinner and your oven broke. Yeah. So you kind of have to, you know, we don't we don't have a big professional kitchen and we don't have, you know, a, a chef who's used to doing nine hundred covers. It's just me and Laura. So if something does go wrong, you just have to be a bit um, a bit imaginative, really. And stuff does go wrong all the time, but we practice as well because we're not doing we're not cooking for these numbers all the time. So if we're making a dish that we've never made before, we will practice in like the weeks leading up to it. So you know everyone will have to eat that for about a month before yeah. we actually get the, the lemon tarts. The lemon tarts. Oh. Don't get started on the lemon tarts. Lemon tarts aren't supposed to be liquid, are they? Well, some of the ones know, me, we made were. You know the what the famous uh, Massimo Bottura one that he dropped the lemon tart. Yes. And then made a dish of it. Chef table. Oh, you, you were there first. We should, we should have yeah. done. Yeah. yeah. We deconstructed the lemon tart. First. Yeah. But I, was, yeah. I was more like a smoothie <laughs> with a straw. Yeah. It is, I That's very Heston actually. Yeah. 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 We should have, we should have spun it. We should have so. blindfolded people and said, "Taste it, what's it?" Yeah. Jackson and Levine at the forefront of molecular. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we're avant garde. We're at the vanguard. If Chef table called again, we. I mean, they were just we're gay, very annoying. Yeah. You know. Leave us alone already. Yeah. Let's talk about the book. The book, the like I said before, it just exudes just fun and, and hospitality, and and it looks like you had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. You know, with all, all the there's pictures of you know you you're having like your little roof picnic. Health and safety, by the way. Go on. You know, let's talk about health and safety in the book. There's a picture of them having a picnic on asbestos roof. Sure. You are <laughs> in a negligee on a ladder. <laughs> Hanging electric light bulbs. That's a dress, okay? Did you do your own... It's a negligee. Uh, did you do your that's, own That's more a dress did, for did church. For that was in a church. I'm not joking. That was in a church and the rooftop picnic was on a church. She so came, actually that feels fine. She came down wearing that underwear. I came down wearing like a massive jumper and like high-waisted slacks for the same for the same spread. She was like, ready! Like, <laughs> like, and I was like, really? oh, ready. Oh. Um, yeah, and then you decided to climb... 10 foot up a ladder yeah that was a very that was we got that shot and then we like winched her down immediately yeah. we were like we're yeah. break her yeah but you, you did it all yourself there was no body doubles you did all your own she's stunts she's on a wire that was, that was a really good idea next I'm going to ask for a body double yeah. no it was like I think it was we worked with a really incredible team and everyone felt really comfortable so we'd talk about what we were going to shoot that week 
and obviously Alice and I were like, okay, if we're going to do a Spanish menu, let's think about something that's like a little bit flamenco. Let's like think about like a red or a nice kind of dress. Or so we'd kind of like use kind of buzzwords, and then we'd both come with our clothes, and then we'd decide what to wear there and then. So it was quite so glamorous, negligee dress. PJs. Jogging bottoms in a hat. Different interpretations <laughs> in the same room. I can't even remember why I brought that dress now. I don't know. It's gorgeous and it's a gorgeous Thank picture you. actually. It's a beautiful oh, picture. The, you're right. I mean, the, when we had the picnic on the roof, that what you don't see is that we were going up quite a few kind of rusty, dodgy staircases because yeah. that was... Um, that particular one was shot on the roof of um, Kristen Perez, who shot the book. She lives in a. She's um, lovely. She's, she's amazing. She's yeah. amazing. Yeah. She, like, I mean, we have a bit of a major girl crush on her. Um, we did ask her to adopt us quite a few times, and she's stopped answering our it's, calls. It's and, pending. Yeah. Pending. Yeah. She's a really um, wonderful woman. Moved yeah, house, she's changed her address. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we can't change. locate her yeah. weirdly. It's got promising out of office recently. Um, but the, yeah, the, some of it, the book is shot in her vicarage. She um, is married to a vicar in Upper, Upper Clapton. They have this amazing Victorian vicarage. And so we sort of invited ourselves in. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. And so we, we, when we first started working with her, she invited us around for a cup of tea so we, should, we could talk through everything. Well, no, no, we, we invited her. She was like, should we have a tea? Yes, what time at your house? Yeah. <laughs> when should we come and how long can we stay? For? Yeah. And then when we saw, we saw the place and we were talking about locations and every sort of shot we thought of we were like oh we could do that at the vicarage or we could do that at the vicarage and she was like I thought you wanted to do loads, loads at your house it was like yeah before we saw your house <laughs> so we've done like a bit in let's the vicarage let's mix it up a yeah, little exactly. bit exactly let's no in. let's not so a lot of it's at Laura's that's where all the floral wallpaper is bits and bobs at the vicarage and then Laura moved house midway through doing the um, the book so very handy for locations we, we insisted upon it we yeah. insist, we I insisted can't believe how well that worked because obviously we had all of the supper clubs at the flat so that felt really authentic to kind of where we started and the space that we had and we had like a, this little kind of courtyard that we dressed for the book and then we're like why have we never done that for an actual supper club it looks really great we should always clean the floor yeah, we were like, people were sweeping we were like that's why you love to do that. Okay, I get it. I get you it. Now. Always put the hose away. Yeah. Oh, right. And uh, so it was nice to have that kind of right. This is where we started. This is kind of like the space that we used for the supper club, and then um, the house with all the crazy floral wallpaper that's been there a really long time. So it's not. It's not even something. It's not even retro. It's just was there from the eighties. Well, 80s. well, okay, it is retro. Yeah, yeah, it has been there for uh, the woman who lived there. Um, she didn't put it in, and she was there for forty years. So it's William Morris, and it's um, half of it's printed and half of it's hand painted. Really? Yeah, but it's very so it's overwhelming. Stuff. You go in and you're like, oh my gosh, my head is kind of quite intense. But um, it worked well for for the for cover. This, yeah. yeah. So I can move now. Yeah, Done. exactly. Yeah. Tick. On right move if anyone wants to buy it. Um, the recipes for the, in this book are kind of not themed, but they're very. It's kind of like. Occasions. Dinner menus or occasions, uh, a little yeah. bit. So it's divided into brunches, lunches, and dinners. But each of those has, an, yeah, a theme of an occasion. So a time when you might want to have people around, and a time when you might want to put on a bit more of a spread than just grabbing a bit of toast as you run out of the door. So each of them is about ma- making the most of having people coming around. Not necessarily taking ages or spending lots of money, but um, I think it's about yeah enjoying that gathering because you don't always cook something really elaborate we don't always cook something really elaborate Tuesday night dinner like you know you just throw this into this and that into that and that's always almost defrosted yeah we'll have that you know that of course that's how we cook a lot of the time but 
I think it's so nice to sort of demystify that idea of having lots of people over because I think that can be so intimidating and I get in, I mean I think we both get intimidated yeah. by it um, still well yeah because I think that I think there is that thing of you have to click your brain back into gear when you're suddenly like it has to be perfect and actually it, you get stuck in, stuck in that rut and it doesn't have to be perfect people haven't come round to your house to have a restaurant quality meal like they haven't they've come around to spend time with you to have a glass of wine to relax to spend all evening chatting to you that's you know people don't want you shackled to the oven people want you to sat at the table having a nice time people want you to have a sore head the next day with them so as much as you want to show love by putting on a a spread it's about the evening like it's about it's about the night so that's why the book is about cooking the food and setting the mood like those two things are in in equal importance aren't they well, to us, yeah. Well, uh, talking about setting the mood, they have a uh, recommendation for playlists. Mm. And I was trying to picture in my head what happens at a dinner party because you recommend Dirty Dancing, yeah. the soundtrack. And that when, is the when, best one, by the way. I went on a trip. Brilliant, we it's had, genius. <laughs> we were I didn't think about this. <laughs> we were listening to really like, oh, music and no one was really chatting and everyone was just like, oh, yeah. And I was like, um, can I put some music on? And they were like, yeah, okay. So it started and the Dirty Dancing soundtrack started and everyone started swaying and <laughs> singing and talking to each other and, and then it all of a sudden went from this really kind of straight boring party to people on the tables and like by the time the soundtrack had finished I literally I must have had about four people's telephone numbers like it goes down a treat because everybody knows it and it really evokes like happy emotions it's like even talking about it I'm like put it on this is what, this is what I, I th- when I read through the list I was like oh yeah yeah Dirty dancing. You know? <laughs> how, how did I not think of that? Like, you just you can just imagine, you know, having was it the um, hungry eyes at the time of your life coming on, you losing guys their minds, losing their minds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Two of the best songs from that album there as well. Yeah, absolutely. But you know all of the songs on that album. There's never one Dude, that you like. Is skip it one over. of those? Yeah, it is. And like Amelie as well. That's just sort of if you want something that is a bit more kind of like quite chilled and in the background and just kind of like and people go oh what what what's that because you recognize it don't you i do anyway fortunately far too many times um yeah i thought that was quite a good get out of jail didn't we because you don't always have time to make a playlist or think of like the perfect thing to put on so yeah soundtracks i mean someone's done the hard work for you someone's curated it for you so that's Mm. fine alice's is normally the radio one soundtrack which is justin bieber um i just play out one of my old radio shows i just feel like that sets the mood perfect with you in the background background. this is a really good bit (laughs) guys i'm (laughs) really hilarious no listen to me listen to me now guys it's half past the time for the news just stop (laughs) what's your kind of your winner like when you have a really awkward mix of people when it doesn't flow as you want Ooh. how do you turn it around this uh, I'm asking as a professional waiter yeah. restaurateur well, that's the trick Laura's is brilliant at this because you're a good you're a good kind of um, I think it starts at the beginning firstly yeah. a drink has to be in someone's hand within the first however many seconds of them walking in like that, that, that is a good yeah everyone's yeah everyone's to be fair got empty glasses because they drank them so quick um i think that's a good one that's literally an icebreaker because they've got a drink and like people kind of find it easier to chat obviously once they've had a little bevy um and i think it sounds so obvious but introducing people you need one person to be that social glue to be like do you know this person you should chat do you know that you know and it's hard it's hard to break that initially but that's why laura and i are there because 
we're host like we are hosts we're hosting so I think you have to do a bit of that you always refer to it as being Bridget, Bridget Jones. Jones you know she's like Simon likes horse riding Margaret likes apples there you go <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it does kind of work it's just one thing and then you're like oh I like apples I'm, I'm really keen on Granny Smith's and then yeah. the ice is kind of broken and you find common ground and sharing place as well is a really good one I think when you've got your own plate of food you're very like just yeah, just yeah. on your own place setting. But when you have to share food, and you're like, oh, can you pass that? Well, I don't eat asparagus. Oh, you don't eat asparagus. And everyone's kind of but you do talking. Love apples. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we discussed great. that. Margaret yeah. sounds Margaret. like a hoot. Yeah. You should always invite Margaret around. And and like you know, going back to that whole other thing, like it's just so bad. My friend said to me the other day that she went round um, for dinner at a friend's house, and she knows that she's a bit stingy with the old wine. And she was with her daughter. Her daughter's eighteen, and the daughter said, "Can I have a sip of wine?" And she literally like handed it over really tight she was like one sip and she knew that, that she would only have one glass of wine all evening with dinner and it, there's nothing worse than going around to someone's house thinking oh great I'm... she should have brought a bottle she she's did, the chip she she's did the bring a bottle one. oh that was person, the bottle yeah yeah so you I mean it, it, it kind of does go without saying but I think sometimes you do need to say don't you you can't bring a whole yeah. box that's too obvious yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a bag of wine a bag come in guys yeah. so just making sure that people are kind of watered all evening making people feel special and that you want them to be there we've all been at people's houses when they start clearing up and you haven't even finished that last mouth on your plate yeah. and they basically want you to leave and you think why have you invite me around for dinner when you don't when you're washing up and you don't want me to be here yeah if you're um, relaxed you're that's when you're going to have the you're going to have the best chat you're going to have the best time if you're if you feel on edge for any reason which is why we talk in the book about things that might seem separate from from making people feel at ease but like lighting and you know the way that you've like arranged the table like you don't want anybody to feel like they're out on their own somehow and physically cut off because then they will be cut off from the chat um, and we think about where we sit people too so if we know who's coming which we don't often often with the supper club because it's you know people that we've never met before but if we've ever had a dinner where we know the guest list we think quite hard about where we sit people and, and we and, and we I suppose we we do like to separate people sometimes but it's not we, we don't do that thing I think at some dinners and some supper clubs people arrive as a pair and they're sort of like stripped of their personal yeah. belongings it's like you go that way you go that way you can't see each other all night it's like a wedding when you get separated you think oh my god you're waving to each other across the room yeah. like hello texting so we don't, yeah. really, we don't really do that because it's not supposed to be a punishment <laughs> yeah so now you have mastered the art of hosting well, you're both maybe. obviously going to marry ambassadors sure um, with a Ferrero Rocher of course kind of, uh, pyramid, yeah. <laughs> are you still doing supper clubs we do still do supper clubs yeah uh, Laura's got to stop moving house but yeah are you still <laughs> moving house no I'm done now I'm over it congratulations yeah thank you very much no we did three for the um, um, for the book Grand Tours. we had kind of like a, a press night and then we had um, two um, supper club nights which were really good fun um, and then yeah I think we're going to do some towards the end of the year all time permitting. It's been full on doing a book. I bet it was. Yeah. I bet it was. How it's does hard. it how does it feel? And I must have spent ages writing it. She took me it took me a long time. Laura, yeah. you should read it. You'll really yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Life's too short. The pictures are great. Yeah. Audio, I've got it audio. Yeah. Podcast. Like, yeah, podcast. I just yeah. listen to this back and see what was going on. <laughs> and then you know, oh, exactly. that sounds really clever what I said. Yeah, it never hap- never happens to me when I listen to one of these. Um, but you do have these chats and you think we should have put that in the book. Do you feel? Like, do you ever feel like that with recipes and things? You think, oh, I should have put that in. the I'm book. I'm just doing more books. Just do more. Yeah. yeah Are you going to do more books? 
can't think about that one. This one's only just come out. It's a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to get pregnant when they've just given birth? Yeah, I think some people. <laughs> my mother did, actually. It was only 15 months between me and my sister. Oh, yeah. I, uh, Irish twins. This we are Irish twins, yeah. yeah. And we are of Irish, Irish. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Do you love having a cookbook? You love cookbooks. Yeah, we both yeah. love cookbooks. I mean, Laura reads them like novels, don't you? You read them cover to cover. Sadly, you didn't, amongst your favourite cookbooks, you forgot to mention ours, but that's probably <laughs> something in that's the editing. A, that's a typo. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. That, we've probably, had a lot of complaints about the publisher. That was Alice's fault. That yeah, was, no, I'm sure. Yeah, that's I'm weird. Sure. Yeah. Are you sure? Or maybe it's like the list starting from second. Yes, yeah. yes. And you know the bit where I've written third, it in, in ink, in pen? Yeah. That's just, it's actually printed. I've yeah, yeah, just oh, written yeah, that in your copy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's great to have one of your own and it's doing so well. It's in posters. Did you see the poster on Warren Street? On Warren Street Tube? <laughs> These girls. <laughs> Do you go? Do you see yourself in the really poster? Weird. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah, it's weird and great. It's like it's kind of it, it's so tangible now because when we were writing it, it didn't feel real. We were kind of exchanging emails between our publisher and our editor, and it just felt like these emails that were just going back and forward with words on, basically. And we did a lot of cooking, and it's you know it's quite stressful writing a book, especially having deadlines as an adult. It makes you feel like you're at school, which is awful when you get told. You, this essay has to be in on this date and you're like oh um, so actually when it came out and it was in print like having something tangible and going oh we've ri- these words are our words that we've written that are on this page like that felt really nice because we sat down one day because you are like with any project you sit down at one point with a blank page so we sat down at one point and we were like we'd like to do something with peaches you know what I mean you have yeah. to start somewhere so it feels like you're sort of plucking because we done a lot of dinners together and we'd written a lot of menus together and we'd come up with lots of ideas we'd be like where do I start I mean we'd like to do maybe we'd do something with an avocado like you just feel like you're just like plucking these ideas out go to Sainsbury's <laughs> see what they have exactly. yeah. like coriander anyone like it's just, it, it, you just there's no there's no how to on where to begin 
And so I think we, we dilly-dallied, didn't we, at the mm. beginning for a long time about, like, oh, we could do this, we could do that, which now I'm glad we did because you only get to do your first book once. And I'm, I'm always so worried, personally, when I do any... when I work at anything, that you'll get to see it or get to hear it or get to look at it and you'll think, I really don't like it. And so when we got it, I was so overcome with relief that I loved it because, you, like Laura says, it's like you get, you get PDFs and you get, like, this this projection of how it's going to look but it's not like holding it and they gave us one when we first finished it where they'd stuck the cover on like on they printed it out on like printer paper and then stuck the cover on so we could see and we didn't want to give it back they were like that's like a mock-up girls and we were like no we really want to keep it please don't take it away they were like there's only one in existence right now we were like okay you can have it back but yeah it's really um so i mean we're just so touched that you like it i love it yeah Yeah, yeah, I really, really love it. I really enjoyed reading it. I so enjoyed cooking from it because I found it, you know, I really, I, when, every time we do these things, I really follow the recipes to the letter, except I didn't peel the tomatoes for the chicken. And also you didn't put the... Pistachio oil is not yeah. a thing. I'm sorry, okay. it okay. doesn't exist. <gasps> um, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't peel the tomatoes. Where's the time on those dates? It's inside. Okay. It's inside, the recipe the says. <laughs> See, I, I just exposed myself. Uh, I was about to say nice things, but now forget it. Oh, don't. Uh, no, really, I was, I was cooking this all afternoon, and I was, you know, five things in the afternoon. It's not bad. Um, really enjoyed working with it. I thought the recipes, you know, are very clear and concise. They work. The result, as I said, is delicious. Congratulations, so girls. Thank you. Um, being easy to follow is, I mean, big for us. Really big. Yeah. Because we've not, we've not written, we've not professional food writers that have written recipes before, and we've now written a lot of recipes, and we and we, we do write about food. But to have you say that you can follow it and that it was it was nice to cook from, because even things like it has a weird spine. I don't know if you've looked at it, but it it lies flat. The book lies flat. And so that when you're cooking, it doesn't, you're not, you know, you were on page 75 and then it flips to page 126 and suddenly there's peas in your pavlova. Like, we didn't want that. Um, so just, like, the fact that you found it easy to use is really nice. Because we want it to be splattered with tomato sauce and we want it to have, like, be a bit dog Peel tomato yeah, sauce, we, yeah. We want, yeah, exactly. Pistachio oil. We want, <laughs> it, we want it yes, just yes. coated in pistachio oil is what we want. The future of Jackson and Levine. The future. What's coming up next? Well, we don't know, it's too early. We don't know necessarily. We just did, we just did our first collaboration with Habitat for we just no, did a textile range. Look at these yeah. girls, they're, so, they're superstars. And the posters and in Habitat. And <laughs> no. um, so that we, that we really enjoyed. And then they slam it in Honey and Spoon. I know, exactly. Yeah. You've, got, you've got to help the little people out there. Do you exactly. know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've just done textiles so far with them. We did um, like a table runner and napkins and placemats and we did a really lovely apron. And we loved doing that. So we were saying to them, and they were saying to us, maybe the next thing isn't textiles, it's something else. So we don't know exactly what it's going to be yet, but we would like to do something else with them for t- in kind of kitchen wear and home wear. So that's the thing that we're going to work on. And Laura Ashley has approached you. And Laura Ashley wants us to do wallpaper for them. That yeah. would be great. <laughs> yeah, that would that be That would be actually. really great. Um, we still write, we write a column, food column in Marie Claire, so that's always a big part of our sort of time together and what we yeah. do there. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but we really love it because actually we've always written together. So we used to write for Elle and we used to write for Magazine Company when that was around. So it's actually a really lovely way of 
collating all the ideas we have, mm. which is why we have always said to all the people we've written for, can it be a bit of this and a bit of that? Can it be this amazing place we've seen, but also this product that we love and this other thing? Because I think that's how we both think. So it's, yeah. they're always quite mood board ER columns. And, and I think, well, hopefully that's how people like to consume Jackson and Levine. Jackson and Levine. <laughs> yeah, so. How do you like to consume your Jackson and Levine today? <laughs> and I guess we still like, we started off going for lunch and eating out and that's how we really did start. So that means we can still do that, but we can write about it, which is like really fun. And the, our editor at Marie Claire is so lovely. We're like, we've got this really crazy idea, can we write about it? She's like, I love it, go for it. So that's kind of nice to have the freedom. So basically, you approach her when she's on the phone. Yeah, exactly. When she's distracted, like, yeah. always. Yeah, yeah. But like, when it's a hot air balloon, yeah. she's like, what? Yeah, just yeah, leave just me alone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Does anyone have any questions, thoughts, feelings or emotions that they want to share with the group? Now's your time. Imagine if everyone's just furious. They're like, I'm just livid about this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, the whole thing is just... Hi. <laughs> Where did you get your inspiration for like the layout and the photography? Because I listened to Stare the Pot and you mentioned that you... Um, looked at artist books and uh, maybe some fashion books or mm. something. I was just wondering who inspired you visually. Yeah, we wanted it to be uh, somewhere between a, a cookbook and an art book mm. um, in its design because we, want, we wanted it to be an object that you could enjoy looking at but also, like we just discussed, an item that you could... It was a practical item. Yeah. Um, there wasn't really any books on the market when we were... We started writing that were doing lifestyle as well, that weren't Kirsty Alsop, that weren't kind of a bit kind of housewifey, yeah. you know. And I think that like books with about museums and about artists are just like I have an amazing book called um, Francois Hollard, which is like an incredible art book, which is uh, textured at the front, which is where we got the idea for that, and it's embossed in gold. And just the feeling, like, now, like, with all of those exhibition books, like, the way that the photography is laid out and the typology... Typography. I can't speak. Um, It's, like, really... It's been really thought about. Like, there's a graphic designer that's worked on it for years and years, and it just feels like you're the only person that's got that book, and that's so special. And there wasn't a cookbook like that. But obviously we wanted it to sell, and we wanted it to kind of appeal to... We've always got, like, Sally in Manchester, who we have to think about because we want her to buy the book. So it was kind of a meeting of... And Margaret, of course. And Margaret, Margaret, of course. Margaret, Margaret's very discerning. Yeah, not um, the asparagus. <laughs> so we wanted to have a book that was kind of about food and about lifestyle with amazing photos that was really kind of well-placed. Mm-hmm. And then a book that you would really have on your coffee table and people yeah. would go, that's yeah. interesting, what's that? So, but we had, we loved... So Duck Soup came out just as we were starting doing photography stuff, so we, we really liked that. And Polpo was one of the kind of... Mm-hmm. Um, books that we looked at and then there was a woman um, in America um, who, who cooks for Sunday, cook, Sunday suppers mm-hmm. um, so she started with a blog a, a really long time ago and um, she um, does kind of um, photography and supper clubs in the studio in Brooklyn she's incredible and she had a menu book so that's kind of where we got our inspiration about doing um, the menu there was actually one, one of the book that was Nigella's Feast that had things in kind of occasions but that was our USP to do something that was in the menus and you like we looked when we were looking at things you made a really fair point about it not having to be something dramatic like it doesn't have to be like avant-garde for it to feel different to a Mm. cookbook so it's just things like the layout of the photos sometimes they were full bleed covering like the whole page across you know a double page spread but sometimes they were like off kilter and left aligned and then we just had loads of white space like white space was a thing we talked about a lot because actually that's a luxury in 
publishing and suddenly it feels really luxe when you've got a page that doesn't have that much on you know like breathe yeah a picture can just sing or the like Laura says the typography can just really um really pop so we were constantly pulling back which is hard to believe because we've got such a like busy aesthetic on the cover but yeah I think um we thought a lot about the layout a lot and and we had we changed direction a lot of times so and like um do you read any of the food mags like lunch on and yeah, things like, like that. Yeah, because they had really interesting um, and actually we really um Alicata you love Alicata. But we looked at like Harper's Bazaar because I don't know if anyone reads that magazine. Like it's they've got really um great illustrations and it's kind of it, it kind of it is quite girly but there's 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 things in that magazine and Lula that have got like really nice colours and it felt girly without being too girly and we wanted to inject our personalities into it but we didn't want it to be twee twee (laughs) but the cover is a bit yeah but But it's tongue-in-cheek twee i promise (laughs) we don't want to be tweed yeah this is why we went for the floral print yeah exactly that's why we wore uh ridiculous bouncy frocks yeah yeah (laughs) my sister was in waterstones and a guy picked it up next to her and she was like reading it i don't know why she must have been like arranging them like putting them on the top (laughs) or something and this guy went... She was oh. shoving it into his... <laughs> take this Buy book. it. Yeah. She's at the till, like that, handing yeah. them out. The guy opened it and went, ooh, this is a cookbook. I think that's kind of the, what we wanted the noise of people to make, um, that they weren't sure whether it was a cookbook yeah, or, or a book about dresses. <laughs> um, we, when we did the stylist cover, I was on an aeroplane and the woman sat next to me was reading it. And I just went, uh, kind of tapped her on the shoulder and went, that's me, that's me. And she just looked at me and she went, oh... And I don't know what I wanted to say. I don't know if I wanted it to be like, oh, well, congratulations, aren't you brilliant? But I was just so excited that someone else was reading because we had so many copies at home. Um, I, I did that at dance. Some, some woman was picking the Honey and Co. book. I was like, that's my book. And she's just like dropped it and ran. And I was like, what am I going to do? It's like, a... more questions? Anyone? Hi. The, hi. The, the time on the ladder sounded pretty scary. Were there any other wobbly moments in preparing the book? Oh, the whole thing was wobbly. <laughs> it was a wobble. Wobbly moments. I'm trying to think. I mean, the deadline thing is a wobbly moment because that that thing of saying that's it now and we're pressing print that's a really wobbly moment and because our deadline was just before it was near Christmas wasn't it Mm -hmm. and so I remember over Christmas being like is it too late I've just realised I've done this thing on page 84 and like the publisher being like we're on holiday chill out we'll talk in January I was like okay fine so that whole thing of it being finished I found really really hard just saying like that photo is going to stay there that text is going to stay there and that's it now and I still kind of find that, like, do you still look at it and be like, just nudge that a tiny bit yeah. left? And, um, Making one decision, you can only have one colour for text. You can only have, like, one decision on, 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 on everything. And you're never quite sure, are you? Like, you're not. There's always, like, a part of you that's like... And because we've got each other, then we, we either make each other go, right, yes, let's make a confident decision, or we go, oh, God, have you done the right thing? And then we both text and worry about it, and then it's, it's too late, so we can't really do anything about it. So just having one decision on everything was was hard and one decision when there's two heads as well because obviously even though we 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 think the same in a lot of ways obviously we have different kind of creative visions and and we've had to kind of meet together and go okay let's do that okay jackson that. can go first yeah. fine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> although you always say age before beauty so it's like she wins on that <sighs> yeah i can't think of a time when it was like like that something scary happened there were no yeah. horror moments 
Uh, apart from, we did have a day, in fact, in the inside cover that was particularly red hot day, and we filmed, um, filmed, we shot the uh, summer party yeah, spread, yeah. and we'd done jellies, and they were just like turning into this just pool of nothing, and so we like that was a bit hairy. And we done yeah. we done a mousse, a strawberry mousse, <laughs> and you know, it's just like this is just the worst day for everything we've chosen to do. And so everything was kind so of... So basically the Jackson and Levine summer menu is fit for January. It's fit for January, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would highly recommend it. Um, a cold, wintry day. It's a brilliant like, antipodean, you know, yeah. like when it's summer here, make it in Australia. Um, yeah, it was just really, really... It was, it's kind of what happened when we had our lemon tart disaster, you know. Oh, no, no, let's say... But we don't have sort of like 38 degree days very often, do we? No. And and then we obviously choose to make pastry or whatever that day, but, that's, I mean, what what can you do? And it tastes... The thing is, it tastes great. The thing about shooting a book is, stuff has to look perfect. Yeah. I would never have it looking like that when I had people come round. But it tastes great, but it's like, mm, the glisten on that jelly is not quite right. It's like, yeah, but... Tastes good, so it doesn't really matter. It's fine. Doesn't work in a book. Doesn't work. Yeah, no. Only has to look great once for the book. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. We're quite lo-fi, really. So we do make stuff look really pretty. But actually, in 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 the book, it's the same. It's quite rough and ready. There aren't many things that are like measure this out and make sure you've got the mold for this and that it's like perfect. You know, with this, we don't do jus and froths and this. You know, like this kind of garnish, do we? We're quite quite slapdash, really. So. Well, everything I made came out really good looking, so <laughs> no problems there. Well, we'll have to take some pictures and try harder for yes. next time. Yeah, yeah, I'm available there. Nice. Yeah. So you said uh, about your soccer clubs, and you said obviously it's quite scary if you're turning up and you don't know, you're being separated as a couple and you're being split up and you're on your own, but you guys are hosting and that's quite brave. Like, how do you select the people who are coming? How do you make sure they're not going to run off with the family silver? Oh, that's a good point, yeah. It's, it's first come, first serve. I mean, because we did it on an email system, it was literally the first 16 people that emailed, and actually it kind of got a bit... That was quite stressful, managing all of your friends say, what? I, well, I, I can just have a ticket, well, I'll just come round. It's like, we can't just come round, because we're doing a thing that's not like... It's not you coming round for dinner. Or the first one we did, we had we invited friends and friends of friends, and people were in the kitchen trying to wash up. We're like, no, 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 sit down, enjoy the you evening. paid for this. Yeah. But um, do, just doing it in, like, affairs fair, the first people that email, and then saying to the first ten after that, we've got, we'll put you on the reserve list, and just trying to kind of organise it. But there's no time. way of, I mean, we've just been lucky that everyone's yeah. been really nice, and you hope that people who are like-minded and enjoy, you have to be quite adventurous, I think, if you're going to buy a ticket for a supper club, go somewhere that you don't know. And, and don't know the menu. And either. don't know the menu. So already that sort of whittles people out who maybe aren't, up for the challenge of what you know of what that poses, um, but we've just been so lucky that nobody. We just haven't had a moment where we thought, "Oh God, Brian's still here. Get rid of him. <laughs> Margaret's still here." Um, we. <laughs> You're Uber, Margaret. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Margaret! I think someone's calling you. Lock the door. Lock the door. Um, we've had people who've come on their own, which poses like a different, um, not problem, but like you know, we have to make sure we look after people, and the, the idea is that you have. As, we always like to think of it as somewhere between a dinner party and like that local restaurant that you go to where they know your name and they you know treat you like a regular and they go oh it's it's your usual drink we want that feeling where you feel completely at ease and completely welcomed so we just try a bit harder if people have come on their own we just make sure that they know that there's someone nice to talk to and we are there for that so like people do often come in the kitchen don't yeah. they and go like oh feeling a bit nervous you know we're like oh no yeah. just you know come out there you go pour your drink yeah exactly yeah. it'll be fine come on, it's, better, yeah. it's a double gin and tonic yeah. <laughs> go have a chat with somebody 
Find someone that likes apples. <laughs> so you, you didn't have like any psycho random. No, not yet. Yeah. No. Well, you know, you're welcome to come. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, we haven't. We actually had um, we had two boys, didn't we? Two really sweet boys who came all the way from Birmingham. Yeah. And they they were like, oh, we've come from Birmingham. And we were like, oh, why are you in London? They were like, for this. And they'd stayed in a hotel and they'd come oh, just for dinner. We were like, oh my god, we've got to make this good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't like, don't order the pizza. Make this correct. Yeah. Just yeah. So we're a really good time. We're not going to burn them. Like, for this. Yeah, and we were like, honestly, we were like, oh god, they were the like soul of the party though. People were going, who are they? They're from <laughs> These guys are great. Yeah. Keep them, yeah. keep them. Um, Our mascots. Yeah. So yeah, good question. If any, yeah, if anything, we've been really lucky, and we've had people who've like met. Um, because they have come on their own, they've sat next to each other. They've then exchanged numbers, not in a romantic sense, but like, God, oh, God. Has, that happened? Has that happened? Yes, my dear. Um, you said you, when you started off, you went to loads of restaurants. I was wondering if you had any favourites or if you had any more on your radar that you wanted to go to. Like, was yeah, just after just, honey. After them, honestly. Uh, honey and spice. spice yeah. Yeah. And then you want very quality. Yeah. 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 Really? After that. Yeah, after yeah. that, yeah. Have we covered them all? Wait, oh, God. I think like Duck Soup again is a really good one and Rochelle and like um, the Rochelle Canteen like Arnold and Henderson do amazing catering as well as Hanoon Co which do fabulous fabulous catering um, well, mitzvahs for corporate functions breakfast like we love eating out like all we do is like I mean I can't even it's it's, I'd feel embarrassed to tell you how many times I've eaten out in the last week I really would but like that's my, like my vice and I think it's Alice's as well, and we also collect menus from every restaurant that we go to. But like, cutlery. <laughs> wasn't there a thing like in the with the Quaglino's ashtrays that everyone would steal them? And, that was and the Oaxaca spoons. Do you remember that they had an outcry for the Oaxaca spoons? Really? Yeah, everyone stole the plastic dessert spoons, and then when you went to eat, I eat Oaxaca far too much. Um, there's like little signs. They used to give you little post-it notes saying, "Look, it's okay if you've taken a spoon. Just bring it back." I think they just gave that to you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, did it say I'm Laura on the note? <laughs> oh, it did. It was handwritten. Yeah. <laughs> it had your address on it. I want to thank you all for coming. I want to thank these girls for coming to talk to us. You should get this book. It should be in your lives. It should be in your homes. After that, we're going to feed you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Our menu for this evening is pea and mint crostini goat's cheese and honey thyme dates, roast cauliflower with almonds, spiced olive and lemon chicken, and salted caramel brownies. Enjoy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Honey and Coke. We hope you enjoyed it, even if you didn't get to try the food. I promise everything was absolutely delicious. There are some wonderful guests coming up in the next few weeks and will be available to download. So make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and please leave us a review if you can. That'll be really, really great for us. This show is expertly produced by Hester Kant with recording assistance from the lovely Hannah Feely Bowen. Music by the great Ellis Russell. If you want to come along to one of our talks, you can join our mailing list on our website, honeyandco.co.uk or follow us on our social media at honeyandco. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.